Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. I'm Ed Robinson, and welcome to another exciting edition of Striving for It All. This is the program that gets you caught up on anything and everything happening around the WNBA. Coming up on this edition of the program, we'll have the latest scores, highlights, current league leaders, standings, and the player of the month and coach of the month in the WNBA. Plus, the WNBA All-Star teams are revealed, so that's coming up on this edition of the program. I want to start off with my top three storylines. I want to start off with Brittany Griner. If you've been following women's basketball for quite a long time now, you know that Brittany Griner has been one of the premier players in all of women's basketball. Not just women's basketball, just basketball, period. I mean, Brittany has put together an extensive track record being a WNBA champion, an eight-time WNBA all-star, multiple WNBA scoring champion, also a WNBA blocks leader. I mean, she has done it all and then some from her time in college at the University of Baylor and then winning two Olympic gold medals in 2016 in Rio de Janeiro and 2020 in Tokyo. Brittany has put together an impressive record. But Brittany has found herself in some very, very serious trouble as of late. In February, Brittany was traveling to Russia, traveling to Moscow to be exact, to play for a team that she plays in in Russia. If you know about the situation with a lot of WNBA players, they play overseas to supplement their income. So when the WNBA season is over with, Brittany goes over to Russia to play it play for one of the teams in Russia. Long story short, Brittany was detained at the airport in Moscow and was immediately arrested on drug charges. They said that Brittany was carrying cartridges that were containing hash oil, which is an illegal substance in Russia. Now, I know this is not a political program, but there's a lot of political things that are involved in this case. Now, as far as if you know about the country of Russia, you know that Drug charges are the, – the sentences on the drug charges are very harsh. You can get as many – I've heard, I've, I've read extensively on this, is that you can get up to a year in prison for having possession of marijuana. That's how very strict the drug charges are in Russia. So long story short, she was arrested at the airport containing had cartridges of, of hash oil, which, again, which again, is an illegal substance in Russia. And there's been a lot of political back and forth, and a lot of U.S. officials have expressed concern that Russia may be using her as a leverage in, in terms of what's currently going on with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Long story short, according to the laws that I've been recently reading on various media outlets, you if you have like under if you have under a gram of marijuana in Russia you don't get jail time you get a fine 
and according to a lot of the information that is continuing to, to come out in terms in terms of the Britney Griner situation, Britney had 0.7 grams of hash oil, and that is under a gram right there. So therefore, Britney should not be in jail. Britney should be only granted a fine and should be on her way back to the United States. Well, long story short, just to keep you abreast of what's going on, she's currently being was for the moment currently being held in detention and the United States Department of the United States Department of State has said that she's been wrongfully detained and then after that she started going to trial in the late part of May and yeah, so so many things have happened as a result of this and then there was a a closed door hearing that had taken place last week and then where her trial begun actually last uh this week and they where it extended her detention to six months and so there's been recent photographs that have come out of Brittany in her um a hearing that she had back in May and she looks very confused and lost and it was so bad that this was recently Brittany had written a letter to the White House making a direct appeal to President Biden for her freedom. Here's just some of the notes that were gathered from her note to President Joe Biden. It's, uh, here's some of the key points. Quote, as I sit here in a Russian prison, alone with my thoughts and without the protection of my family, friends, Olympic jersey, or any accomplishments, I'm terrified I might be here forever. End quote. Here's another quote. On the 4th of July, our family normally honors the service of those who fought for our freedom, including my father, who is a Vietnam War veteran. It hurts thinking about how I usually celebrate this day because freedom means something completely different to me this year, end quote. Here's another quote. I realize you are dealing with so much, but please don't forget about me and the other American detainees. Please do all you can to bring us home. I voted for the first time in 2020, and I voted for you. I believe in you. I still have so much good to do with my freedom that you can help restore. I miss my family. I miss my teammates. It kills me to know they are suffering so much right now. I am grateful for whatever you can do at this moment to get me home, end quote. And, again, that was some excerpts from Brittany Griner's letter to United States American, President of the United States of America, Joe Biden, in regards for um, declaring her freedom. And that was those excerpts were shared by some of the U.S. House of Representatives. So, this is man this has been a very scary situation since this happened in February and all we can do is just continue to get the word out and let Britney come home free Britney bring Britney home and did, so that way we can kind of not move on but try to address situations cuz I know she's been going through it not just physically but most importantly mentally and emotionally as well so hopefully again with the recent court hearing that that was take that had taken place, Brittany her detention her jail stay has been extended for another six months, and hopefully the political wigs and uh in the White House can hopefully bring her home and maybe they can do some sort of finagling some type of ex- exchanging going on for to bring Brittany home and again, this has been a situation that has been dire since February, and hopefully that you know, she'll come out on top and she'll be able to come home safely. And our, our thoughts and prayers will continue to be with Brittany and her family. 
Let's get back to basketball. Now, my next storyline is going to be the Los Angeles Sparks. The Sparks, as this show is airing, are currently on a three-game winning streak. They beat Dallas, they beat New York, and they beat Phoenix on the 4th of July. How about Neka Agwumake? Well, you can say WNBA All-Star Neka Agwumake. Neka, you know, she's the president of the WNBA Players Association, and she's been the leader of that Sparks team for quite some time now, and she even has a bigger role now that Candace Parker is no longer with the team. Of course, Neka doing her thing, scoring, doing the rebounding as well. Also, other contributors to the Sparks' recent success, Christy Tolliver, Jordan Canada, of course, Neka's sister, Chenea Gumake. Also, you can't forget about Lexi Brown. She's played well as well. And how about Liz Cambage in her first year as uh, the center for the Los Angeles Sparks. It's an offense that fits Liz tremendously, and Liz, so far so good, has benefited tremendously from being with the Los Angeles Sparks. And also, you can't forget about, well, Kennedy Carter's currently hurt right now, but when Kennedy comes back, she's one of the top point guards in the WNBA. She's definitely going to have some things to say about that. So again, right now the Sparks are currently on a three-game winning streak. We know about Derek Fisher was fired Early part of the year, the interim head coach is Fred Williams. So Fred is currently has this game, currently has this team, excuse me, on a three-game winning streak. And the Sparks are trying to make some noise happen right before the end of the first half of the WNBA season. And for my last storyline is going to be the Chicago Sky. What can you say about the Sky? They have been on a roll. The Sky currently are on a five-game winning streak. Candace Parker, you know her greatness. How about Courtney Vandersloot? And how about Allie Quigley? First of all, Parker and Vandersloot are all-stars. They'll be participating in the WNBA All-Star Game this year. Matter of fact, this year's All-Star Game will be in Chicago, where the Chicago Sky play. So how cool is that? So you've got Candace, you've got Courtney, Allie's bringing the shooting, and also you've got Kalia Copper, who's also an all-star as well. So Kalia definitely doing her, has been doing her thing since she's been in the WNBA. She's last year's WNBA Finals MVP. And how about another Chicago all-star, Emma Mieseman, playing extremely well. You've got Rebecca Gardner, who is, um, who is a candidate for this year's WNBA Rookie of the Year. What an amazing story that she's had. She's currently in her early 30s. And i got to tell you, I'll tell you one thing. Age is nothing but a number. If you can do anything and you can put your mind to it, you can absolutely do it. And then some, and Rebecca has been doing her thing as she's a candidate for this year's WNBA Rookie of the Year. As I said earlier, Chicago is currently on a five-game winning streak. They've been playing very well. And they're at the top of the standings right now in the WNBA. We'll get to the standings in just one moment. But big ups, big ups to James Wade as well. Of course, James, again, one of the premier coaches in the WNBA, also the current coach of the month for the month of June. We'll get into all of that in just a little while. But kudos to the Chicago Sky as they are currently on a five-game winning streak. All right, when we come back from the break, we'll have scores, highlights, current league leaders, the standings. Also, we'll have the player of the month, coach of the month, and we'll also have the WNBA All-Star teams. That's coming up after the break. I'm Ed Robinson, and you're listening to Striving for It All. They said it could be some kind of food allergy. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. 
It happened like that, a full-blown asthma attack. It was scary. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... A fever, headaches, a happy, red, itchy welt. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had West Nile virus from a mosquito. A reaction triggered by cockroach allergens. Bed bugs. Threats to your health can come from the most unexpected places. Mosquitoes can transmit West Nile virus and also Zika virus. Ticks can carry Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. And allergens from cockroaches can trigger asthma attacks, leading to respiratory distress. Don't wait until you or someone you love is suffering with unexplained symptoms. Get the facts you need to protect your family. Visit pestworld.org. Welcome back to the program. All right, let's get you caught up on the week that was in the WNBA. Let's start off with the week of Tuesday, June the 28th. We had a game between the Atlanta Dream going up against the Washington Mystics. The Mystics would win 92-74. to For the Mystics, Natasha Cloud had 18 points. Ariel Atkins finished with 15 points. And Elena Deladon and Maisha Hines-Allen both finished with 11 points. Again, the final score, Washington 92, Atlanta 74. And also on that same day, we had the Dallas Wings going up against the Minnesota Lynx. The final score was Minnesota 92, Dallas 64. In this game, Moriah Jefferson. May I tell you what? We talk about floor generals. We talk about point guards. One of the best in the league, it's Moriah Jefferson. She recorded her first career triple-double. Here's Moriah in action. In this game as well, Minnesota's been really good on the boards this season. The pass by Harris is picked up by Jefferson, but they didn't give up any there. Powers pushing it ahead and kicking it back to Jefferson. She'll try the three from the wing and hit it. Minnesota's taken two three-pointers and hit. Jefferson takes the screen from Fowles, now finds Dantas beyond the arc. Hey, Minnesota is three of three from three. This is the player that they would like to go to more, and I think she's still trying to figure out where she fits in on this team. McBride, the three-pointer goes in. Jefferson directing traffic. Powers will take the three-pointer and hit it. And the links are still perfect. Five for five from three. Jessica Shepard. Jefferson gets enough space and hits the mid-range. Hands it off to Jefferson. Powers. Jefferson, she's open from three. It's Dantas hands it off to Jefferson. Jefferson, the screen from Dantas. She's going to get all the way in. Mariah Jefferson, her ability to snake through traffic is incredible. This is Mariah Jefferson slipping in between the defense to Demaris Dantas. Jefferson gets it in to McBride, who quickly gets the two. 11 points, five rebounds, five assists. The former Dallas Wings point guard now heading things up for Minnesota. Oh, and what a dish that was! 
Powers. Looking inside and Don just can't get it to her. Sylvia Fowles with a two-point jump shot. Look at the touch. With a cartilage injury in her knee. And Coach Reeve really said that's going to be the issue the rest of the season. Mimic right to Shepard. Between defenders, Jefferson will track it down. Right, Jefferson with a left-handed layup. Achanwa. Yep. A rookie in the WNBA. Jefferson kicks it out to the baseline. That is Venom. All right, that audio courtesy of ESPN3. Again, the final score, Minnesota 92, Dallas 64. As I mentioned earlier, point guard Mariah Jefferson recorded her first career triple-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Also contributing in the victory, Ariel Powers. She finished with 20 points. Sylvia Fowles had 10 points. And Damaris Dantas had 11 points. Again, the final score, Minnesota 92, Dallas 64. 64. Let's move along now to action from Wednesday, June 29th. We had the Connecticut Sun going up against the Chicago Sky. The Sky would go on to win 91-83. to I mentioned her name earlier at the beginning of the show, Candace Parker. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Candace, whenever she decides to hang it up and call it quits, man, it is going to be a career on top of a career with all of the accomplishments that she's had and still doing her thing. I mean, what more can you say about her? Just phenomenal in every sense of the word. And Candace hit a very important milestone in her career. She became the first WNBA player with over 6,000 career points, 3,000 career rebounds, and 1,500 career assists as she did it in the win over the Connecticut Sun. Here's Candace in action. Talented players in this league in terms of her unorthodox approach before she is super effective. Candace Parker gets a look from on top. The first three points for the sky goes CP3's way. And the sky going to have to really concentrate on the glass here, Lisa. Connecticut is excellent rebound. She's hot. Out of the cage. Six points. Nieseman with the touch, Jones defending. Parker will take it. She's got three of those. CP3 lighted it up from three. A conversation with Ali Quigley at halftime. Oh, Lifts it up, Candace Parker. Three-point play the old-fashioned way. Four to shoot. They find Bree Jones. Too strong off the glass. Here comes Parker. Leading the break. Parker lifts oh, it up. Takalia Copper. 1,500 assists for CP3. Great hustle by Copper. Give it back to rewarder for that effort. Touch pass to Alley. Flips it up. That's hard to two over the outstretched arms of John Quill Jones. Parker sacks it down. Candace Parker, four for four from three. Well, the Sun just cannot get within single digits. What a pass! Parker to Gardner. All right, that audio courtesy of ESPN3. Excuse me, that audio courtesy of NBA TV. And again, the final score, Chicago 91, Connecticut 
83. And again, congratulations to Candace Parker again on achieving that milestone, becoming the first WNBA player with over 6,000 career points, 3,000 career rebounds, and 1,500 career assists. In the game, Candace finished with 25 points and 11 rebounds. Kalia Copper had 15 points, Allie Quigley had 13 points, and Azaree Stevens and Rebecca Gardner both had 10 points. Once again, the final score, Chicago 91, Connecticut 83. And let's move along now to action from Wednesday, June the 29th. We had the Indiana Fever going up against the Phoenix Mercury. Phoenix 99, Indiana 78. Again, the Mercury would get the win, 99 to 78. For the Mercury, the leading scorer was Skylar Diggins-Smith with 17 points. Sophie Cunningham had 14 points. Shea Petty and Diamond DeShields will finish with 13 points. Diana Taurasi had 11 points, and Brianna Turner had a double-double with 11 points and 11 rebounds. Again, the final score, Phoenix 99, Indiana 78. And then we had the Las Vegas Aces squared off against the Seattle Storm. Seattle would win 88-78. to for the Storm, Jewel Lloyd, a.k.a. the Gold Mamba. Man, she is, if you haven't had a chance to watch the WNBA, if you, and if you haven't had a chance to pay attention to the Seattle Storm, you've got to pay attention to the Gold Mamba, Jewel Lloyd. She finished with 24 points. Brianna Stewart finished with 14 points. And then Sue Bird had 13 points. Final score once again, Seattle 88, Las Vegas 78. We move along now to action from Thursday, June the 30th. An overtime game between the Atlanta Dream and the New York Liberty. Atlanta would win 92-81. to Tiffany Hayes was the leading scorer for Atlanta with 21 points. Meanwhile, the rookie Ryan Howard along with Erica Wheeler and Christy Wallace finished with 10 points. Again, the final score, Atlanta 92, New York 81. We move along now to action from Friday, July the 1st, between the Los Angeles Sparks going up against the Dallas Wings. The Sparks would go on to beat the Wings 97-89. to For the Sparks, Liz Cambage had a double-double with 21 points and 11 rebounds. Katie Lou Samuelson finished with 14 points. Neka Agwumake also finished with 21 points. Lexi Brown finished with 13 points. And Christy Tolliver had 11 points. Again, the final score, Los Angeles 97, Dallas 89. We move along now to action between the Las Vegas Aces squared off against the Minnesota Lynx. Las Vegas would win 91-85. to For the Aces, Chelsea Gray finished with 21 points. Getting a double-double was Kelsey Plum with 18 points and 10 rebounds. De'Erica Hamby had 16 points. Asia Wilson had a double-double with 15 points and 12 rebounds. And Jackie Young finished with 10 points. Again, the final score, Las Vegas 91, Minnesota 85. And then we had the Indiana Fever squared off against the Seattle Storm. This was no contest right here. The Storm would beat the Fever 73-57. to Brianna Stewart had 20 points. Ezzie Magbogor finished with 11 points, and then Gabby Williams finished with 10 points. Again, the final score, Seattle 73, Indiana 57. We move along now to action from Saturday, July the 2nd, between the Phoenix Mercury squared off against the Chicago Sky. The Sky would beat the Mercury 91-75. to For the Sky, Allie Quigley finished with 19 points. Candace Parker finished with 14 points. Kalia Copper had 12 points. Also, Rebecca Gardner had 11 points. And Emma Mieseman had 10 points. Again, the final score, Sky 91, Mercury 75. We move along now to action from Saturday, July the 3rd. What an overtime game we had between the Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun. The Sun would hold on the win. 73-57, 
74 to 72. Alyssa Thomas finished with 23 points. Courtney Williams had 15 points. Natisha Heideman had 14 points. And John Quell Jones had 11 points. Again, the final score in overtime, Connecticut 74, Washington 72. We also had the Seattle Storm squared off against the Atlanta Dream. Atlanta would go on to win 90-76. to For the Dream, Cheyenne Parker had 21 points. Ryan Howard finished with 16 points. Tiffany Hayes had 10 points. And Ari McDonald and Asia Durr both had 13 points. Once again, the final score, Atlanta 90, Seattle 76. We had the New York Liberty squaring off against the Los Angeles Sparks. The Sparks would win 84-74. to For the Sparks, Neka Ogwumake had 22 points. Liz Cambage finished with 16 points. Janae Ogwumake had a double-double with 12 points and 10 rebounds. And Katie Lou Samuelson finished with 12 points. And Jordan Canada had 11 points. Again, the final score, Los Angeles 84, New York 74. And then we had the Las Vegas Aces squared off against the Minnesota Lynx. The Lynx would go on to win 102-71. to For Minnesota, Ariel Powers finished with 32 points. And Mariah Jefferson and Rachel Banham both finished with 13 points. Once again, the final score, Minnesota 102, Las Vegas 71. And then on the 4th of July, Independence Day, Monday, July 4th, there was one game on the schedule, and it was a good one between the Phoenix Mercury and the Los Angeles Sparks. The Sparks would go on to beat the Mercury by 378-75. For the Sparks, Neka Agwumake finished with 23 points. Liz Cambage had 19 points. Lexi Brown finished with 14 points. And then Katie Lou Samuelson and Jordan Canada both had 10 points. Once again, the final score, Los Angeles 78, Phoenix 75. And that was the week that was in the WNBA. All right, we're going to move along now to... As I mentioned uh, before, we uh, went into commercial break about the Player of the Month and the Coach of the Month Award in the WNBA. First off, we want to give a congratulations to the Eastern Conference Player of the Month Award for the month of June going to Sabrina Ionescu from the New York Liberty. And the Western Conference Player of the Month Award for the month of June goes to Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm. So, again, congratulations to our June Player of the Month Award winners in the Eastern Conference, Sabrina Ionescu from the New York Liberty and Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm. Sabrina represents the Eastern Conference. Brianna representing the Western Conference. And the Coach of the Month for the month of June goes to James Wade from the Chicago Sky. So, again, you know about James's pedigree. He's a WNBA champion winning the title last year. And, again, congratulations to James Wade from the Chicago Sky becoming the June Coach of the Month in the WNBA. All right, let's get along now to the All-Star Game. That's right, the All-Star Game is right around the corner in the WNBA. This year's All-Star Game will take place at the Wintrust Arena in Chicago, Illinois. So let's get right to the reserves. Well, excuse me, let's get right to the Eastern Conference All-Stars. Sabrina Ionescu, Jonquel Jones, and Candace Parker are the starters for the Eastern Conference. And now the reserves. Ariel Atkins representing the Washington Mystics, Kalia Copper representing the Chicago Sky, Ryan Howard from the Atlanta Dream, Courtney Vandersloot from the Chicago Sky, Natasha Howard from the New York Liberty, Brianna Jones from the Connecticut Sun, Emma Mieseman from the Chicago Sky, and Alyssa Thomas from the Connecticut Sun. So those are your reserves 
for the Eastern Conference. And, of course, the starters, as I mentioned earlier, Sabrina Ionescu from the New York Liberty, John Quell Jones from the Connecticut Sun, and Candace Parker from the Chicago Sky. Let's move over to the Western Conference All-Stars. And, again, you have the players for the Western Conference, Sue Bird from the Seattle Storm, Kelsey Plum from the Las Vegas Aces, Jackie Young from the Las Vegas Aces, Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm, Neka Ogwumake from the Los Angeles Sparks, Asia Wilson from the Las Vegas Aces, Sylvia Fowles from the Minnesota Lynx. And, of course, an honorary captain and an honorary player on the team is Brittany Griner from the Phoenix Mercury. And now the reserves, Skylar Diggins-Smith from the Phoenix Mercury, Jewel Lloyd from the Seattle Storm, Arike Ogunboale from the Dallas Wings, and then Dierica Hamby from the Las Vegas Aces. So those are your All-Stars, starters, and the reserves for this year's All-Star game. Now the format is different for this year. If you remember how last year's WNBA All-Star game was set up, it was basically Team USA versus Team WNBA, where you had Team USA, which was the Olympic team going up against the WNBA All-Stars. But this year's format is different. It's going to be Team Wilson versus Team Stewart. Asia, team Asia Wilson versus Team Brianna Stewart. Asia and Brianna were the two leading vote-getters in this year's WNBA All-Star voting. So that's how they wind up getting their own All-Star team. So it's going to be Team Wilson versus Team Stewart. And, of course, the uh, the co-captains of those of this year's teams were are Sue Bird and Sylvia Fowles. Of course, Sue and Sylvia, this is their final season in the WNBA, so they're going to be the two co-captains, two, two co-captains, two additional captains for this year's All-Star game. And so, again, we had, we had this new format with Team Wilson going up against Team Stewart. So here is the all-star team for Team Asia Wilson. The starting lineup will be at the guards, Kelsey Plum and Sabrina Ionescu. The forwards will be Asia Wilson and Candace Parker. And at the center position, it will be Sylvia Fowles. The reserves for Team Wilson will be Ariel Atkins, Ryan Howard, Courtney Vandersloot, Dierica Hamby, Natasha Howard, and Brianna Jones. Now there were two there were trades that had taken place throughout through during this All Star draft. So I'll explain all of that a little bit later. But again, Team Wilson, the starters: Kelsey Plum, Sabrina Ionescu, Asia Wilson, Candace Parker, and Sylvia Fowles. And the reserves are Ariel Atkins, Ryan Howard, Courtney Vandersloot, Dierica Hamby. Natasha Howard, and Brianna Jones. And the head coach of Team Wilson is Becky Hammond from the Las Vegas Aces. Let's move along now to Brianna Stewart's team, Team Stewart. The starters for Team Stewart, the guards, Sue Bird and Jackie Young. And the forwards are Brianna Stewart, Jonquel Jones, and Neka Ogwumake. And the reserves are going to be Kalia Copper, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Jewel Lloyd, Arike Ongunbowale, Emma Mieseman, and Alyssa Thomas. And the head coach of Team Stewart is James Wade from the Chicago Sky. Now, I mentioned earlier that during the draft, there were two trades that had taken place. Neka Agwumake was originally drafted by Team Wilson, and Sabrina Ionescu was originally drafted. Sabrina Ionescu was originally drafted by Team Brianna Stewart. Well, Asia traded Neka. 
to Team Stewart, and in return, Asia gets Sabrina Ionescu. And then also the two captains, the two co-captains were traded as well. Originally, Brianna had, uh, originally Brianna Stewart had Sylvia Fowles, and originally Asia had Sue Bird, but they wind up making a trade. And so Team Wilson winds up with Sylvia Fowles, and Team Stewart winds up getting Sue Bird. So that's how the trades happen. The exchanges happen between Agumake, Ionescu, and, of course, the two co-captains with Bird and Fowles. So there you have it for this year's WNBA All-Star Game, the 2022 addition to the WNBA All-Star Game roster. So it's Team Wilson, Team Stewart. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then also don't forget the day before the All-Star Game, it will be the three-point contest and the skills challenge. So that should be a lot of fun. I love watching three-point contests, not just in the NBA, but even in the WNBA as well. should be a lot of fun. So, again, the three-point contest and the skills challenge will take place on July the 9th on ESPN. And also the WNBA All-Star Game will take place at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time on ABC. So that should be a lot of fun. All right, let's move along now to the current league leaders in the WNBA. Let's start off with points per game. Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm is the leading lead is the league leader in points per game. She's averaging 21 points per game. Coming in at number 2 is Kelsey Plum from the Las Vegas Aces. She's averaging 20 points per game. Coming in in third is Arike Ngunbowale from the Dallas Wings, and fourth is Skylar Diggins Smith from the Phoenix Mercury, and in fifth Neka Ogwumake from the Los Angeles Sparks. Next category is rebounds per game. At number one, Asia Wilson from the Las Vegas Aces. She's averaging 10 rebounds per game. At number two is Sylvia Fowles from the Minnesota Lynx. At number three, John Quell Jones from the Connecticut Sun. In fourth is Candace Parker from the Chicago Sky. And in fifth is Jessica Shepard from the Minnesota Lynx. Next category that we have is assists per game. At number one, Natasha Cloud from the Washington Mystics. She's averaging seven assists per game. At number two is Courtney Vandersloot from the Chicago Sky. In third is Sabrina Ionescu from the New York Liberty. And tied for fourth, Chelsea Gray from the Las Vegas Aces and Sue Bird from the Seattle Storm. Next category is blocks per game. At number one, Ezzy Magbogor from the Seattle Storm. At number two is Asia Wilson from the Las Vegas Aces. In third is Liz Cambage from the Los Angeles Sparks. In fourth is Queen Egbo from the Indiana Fever. And in fifth is Emily Inksler representing the Indiana Fever. Next category, field goal percentage. At number one is Sylvia Fowles from the Minnesota Lynx. She's shooting 64% from the field. At number two, Neka Ogwumake from the Los Angeles Sparks. She's shooting 57% from the field. Coming in in third is Brianna Jones from the Connecticut Sun. In fourth is Shakira Austin from the Washington Mystics. And in fifth is Han Chu from the New York Liberty. Next category, free throw percentage. At number one is Shea Petty from the Phoenix Mercury. She's shooting 93% from the free throw line. And number two, Satu Sabali from the Dallas Wings. And third is Allie Quigley from the Chicago Sky. And fourth is Sabrina Ionescu from the New York Liberty. And in fifth is Shatori Walker Kimbrough from the Washington Mystics. Next category, three-point percentage. At number one, Moriah Jefferson, representing the Minnesota Lynx. She's shooting 52% from the three-point line. At number two is Maureen Johannes from the New York 
Fort Liberty. She's shooting 49% from three-point range. And coming in in third is Lexi Brown from the Los Angeles Sparks. And fourth is Jackie Young from the Las Vegas Aces. And in fifth is Destiny Henderson from the Indiana Fever. Next category is minutes per game. Leading the league in minutes played is actually a tie for first place, representing the Las Vegas Aces, Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young. Coming in in third is Skylar Diggins-Smith from the Phoenix Mercury. And fourth is her teammate, Brianna Turner, from the Phoenix Mercury. And in fifth is Sabrina Ionescu from the New York Liberty. Last category that we have is steals per game. Tied for first, Brittany Sykes from the Los Angeles Sparks and Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm. They're both averaging 2.1 steals per game. Tied for third, Skylar Diggins-Smith and Neka Agwumake. They're both averaging 1.8 steals per game. And also tied for third is Ari McDonald from the Atlanta Dream. She also has 1.8 steals per game. And that takes care of the current league leaders in the WNBA. Before we go to break, let's give you the current standings in the association. Let's start off in the Eastern Conference. The defending champion, Chicago Sky, have currently have the best record in the WNBA. Not by much, though, but they have a, a slight edge as the, the having the best record in the WNBA. They have a record of 15 and five, 15 wins and five losses. Next category, next team in second place in the Eastern Conference, the Connecticut Sun. They have a record of 14 and seven. Coming in in third is the Washington Mystics. They have a record of 13 and 10. In fourth is the Atlanta Dream with a record of 10 and 11. The New York Liberty are, are fifth with a record of 8-12, and 12, and the Indiana Fever is last with a record of 5-17. and 17. Next category, excuse me, the next up we move over to the Western Conference. In first place are the Las Vegas Aces with a record of 15-6, and six, followed by in second are the Seattle Storm with a record of 13-8, and eight. in third are the Los Angeles Sparks with a record of 10-11, and 11. in fourth are the Dallas Wings with a record of 9-12, and 12. the Phoenix Mercury are fifth, with a record of 9-14, and 14. and in last place in the Western Conference are the Minnesota Lynx with a record of 7-15. and 15. So that takes care of your standings in the WNBA. All right, when we come back from the break, we'll give you the upcoming games for the week in the WNBA. Stay tuned. That's coming up after the break. I'm Ed Robinson, and you're listening to Striving for It All. some kind of food allergy. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. It happened like that, a full-blown asthma attack. It was scary. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is a fever, headaches. I have these red, itchy welts. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had West Nile virus from a mosquito. A reaction triggered by cockroach allergens. Bed bugs. Threats to your health can come from the most unexpected places. Mosquitoes can transmit West Nile virus and also Zika virus. Ticks can carry Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. And allergens from cockroaches can trigger asthma attacks, leading to respiratory distress. Don't wait until you or someone you love is suffering with unexplained symptoms. Get the facts you need to protect your family. Visit PestWorld.org.
right, everybody, welcome back to the program. Before we get on out of here, let's give you the upcoming games of the week in the WNBA. Let's start off with games on Tuesday, July, excuse me, on Tuesday, July the 5th, we have the Seattle Storm going up against the Indiana Fever. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Time. And then we have the Connecticut Sun going up against the Dallas Wings. Tip-off is at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time. We move along now to action on Wednesday, July the 2nd. We have the Chicago Sky going up against the Minnesota Lynx. Tip-off is at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time. And we have the Washington Mystics going off against the Atlanta Dream. Tip-off is at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time. And we have the New York Liberty going up against the Las Vegas Aces. Tip-off is at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time. On Thursday, July the 7th, we'll have the Chicago Sky going up against the Indiana Fever. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Time. And then we have the New York Liberty going up against the Phoenix Mercury. Tip-off is at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. And then we have the Seattle Storm going up against the Los Angeles Sparks. Tip-off is at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 p.m. Central Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific. And, of course, we have... The WNBA three-point contest and the skills challenge will take place on Saturday, July 9th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. And then we have the WNBA All-Star Game. We have Asia Wilson's team, Team Wilson, squaring off against Brianna Stewart's team, Team Stewart. Team Wilson versus Team Stewart. For this year's WNBA All-Star Game, it'll take place on Sunday, July 10th at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time at the Wind Trust Arena in Chicago, Illinois, a.k.a. the Windy City, and it'll be on ABC. And that takes care of the upcoming games for the week in the WNBA. Thank you so much to you, the listeners out there, for tuning in to this edition of Striving for It All. Until next time, I'm Ed Robinson saying so long, and you have a good one. <laughs>